This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. McCall Hardman was on the pivot. Mm. And he had some, well, he thought he should reflect on his jet days, Gordon Damer. <laughs> I don't know why he just felt nostalgic. You know, he could he could have waxed poetic about getting a touchdown in the Super Bowl, but no, no. Well, couldn't, he could have waxed sure poetic about, too, but... you know, going away and coming back and, you know, being reunited with Travis Kelsey and, you know, all the friends. That receiver's room is so cool. And, you know, obviously you know, Andy Reid and all that. He could have, oh, we got the, you know, we got a nice. Taylor Swift. Super Bowl. Uh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But no. He wanted to talk about the Jets. When you're a jet, you're a jet All the way from your first cigarette To your last dying day Well, Was that him singing? I didn't, no, I didn't that realize he's a lovely no, voice no, 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 that was not him singing oh, But I this see. is him talking about how the Jets lied to him Telling me certain things like I meet with you and you like, yeah, I'm gonna get you some plays You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna make sure you get involved in the game plan But I play two plays That's not, you can't tell me that I'd rather you tell me I feel like these guys better than you and we'll figure you out later. I bet. I can take that. I'm a grown-ass man. I can, I understand that. But when you keep telling me and feeding me lies and saying certain stuff, then that's what don't sit right with me because, like, I know for a fact I'm better than him for sure. Like, I ain't trying to, you know, where I know I'm better than him. I'm better than him, too. Garrett Wilson, the only person y'all should just be like, hey, he can go. He's one of them guys. So go. I have no problem with y'all putting it around Garrett Wilson for sure. I don't, I don't care. Like, that's fine. But when you come to certain other things, like, come on, like, I don't understand why I'm not in the rotation with that. And y'all never gave me a reason as to why either. Okay. Uh, McCole, Gordon, he weighs in now on the reaction when Aaron Rodgers got hurt. What was your reaction to oh, that? It's going to be a long day, boy. Because <laughs> you got to understand, people understand, Aaron is the offense, bro. His thought process and his ability to get to anything that he wants to is scary. It's no bad play with Aaron. Like, I'm telling you, like, run deep, you run down the middle, you stop right here, and you run this slant. He has the ability to Madden, hot routes. He has that ability. He has that ability. And it's like, and he's so smart with defenses. Like, I, like in practice, the man be like, yeah, he's blitzing. Hey, you back up. You're not coming. How do you know he's not blitzing, bro? Like, you don't, you don't know that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, like, his mind is, is fantastic. That was, that was the reaction it, of... Uh... A lot, a lot of, of jet management too. Yeah, that was a lot of people had that same reaction. Oh, blank. Yeah. Uh, and the problem not only was the fact that Rogers got hurt, according to Hardman, but Gordon, uh, the adjustments they made or didn't when he got hurt. But when a guy like that leaves the offense, and it's like more so it's conceptual, like, okay, now just make the throws, it get harder for the offense. And then you put a lot of pressure on Zach Wilson to try to carry, the, the put into that role, rather than making the offense where he's at his best. They didn't do that. You know what I mean? Because I've been situated with Pat getting hurt. We had Chad Henney in there, or more. And Coach Reed just made the offense where it solidified them, and we won games. We went 4-1 when Pat was out. Yeah, well, okay. Uh, the last thing, Gordon, he said the other thing that really his really big takeaway from the Jets, mm-hmm. lack of structure. All on the same level. Nobody's treated differently. If if Coach say, if Coach Reed say, we don't wear yellow cleats in practice. If Pat go out there and wear yellow cleats, Pat go back and sign and change his cleat. Everybody treated the same. So it's like when we was out there, there was no really structure was going on. And obviously it's new new coaches and stuff like that. But I'm trying to help y'all out. But y'all like, oh whatever. Like and then y'all telling me certain things. Like I meet with you and you like, yeah, I'm gonna get you some plays. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna make sure you get involved in the game plan. But I play two plays. 
Uh, clearly, he's upset because he didn't get on the field, Gordon Damon. I mean, that, that's the number one, number one takeaway from this. I, I don't remember when they traded him or when that was, but I, what did he have? Like, he had like 20 snaps the whole Maybe. year. Maybe. And Maybe. it was, and that was one of the questions of the first four or five. Where is this guy? Why, yeah. why is he not playing at all? Yep. Um, yep. And then there was this thing about punts and all the stuff. He was supposed to be returning punts, and mm-hmm. that didn't happen. So I'm not going to try to get into all that. But you know, it, it, look, they didn't have a plan B, Gordon. No, it's the bottom line. As, as, as soon as Rodgers went down, if the season were, was done, yep, no the season was done. And their plan B was he. He was their plan B. Okay, here's a good opportunity to see what Zach Wilson can do. And you really you wasted a year. Yep. Again. Yep. Again. And, and look, this is not to uh, make it like McCall Hardman is without blame. Not at um, all. I, I think clearly he didn't do some certain things in the situation that cost him playing time. And mm-hmm. um, I know Thomas Morstead's comments have come out and – kind of hitting back at him after the, uh-huh. the comments that, that Hardman had. Yep. Uh, I think it's just a mess of a situation. It I is. think it's a, it's a, it, it is blame on both sides. And I, could I see that there was no structure with the jet? Yeah, I could absolutely see that. Yeah. And I think the jet situation was really messy this year. And it's, it's not great that a guy who could not get on the field with you mm-hmm. caught the game winning touchdown in the Super Bowl for the chiefs. Yeah. In an offense he's very familiar with. Mm-hmm. You know, like you, could, you couldn't find any way to get – I'm not even saying that he wasn't productive when he was on the field. He couldn't get on the field with the Jets. Mm-hmm. Which makes you wonder what practice was like. What was he doing in practice? I don't know. Did he practice? You know what I'm saying, Gordon? Because mm-hmm. I mean, and this is, all, this is the battle I always have when, in, in thinking about this over the years and covering teams as I have, Gordon. And it's, it's crazy for me, but a head coach's job is to win games, right? That's his job. If he doesn't win games, he could be unemployed. Well, not with the Jets, but yes. Well, you know, usually. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. Um, well, they have, look, they've, they've gotten rid of some coaches. This is not exactly yeah. the same it's coach they've had over the no. past couple of years. No. So, so, but if you know this player can help you, Gordon, why aren't you playing him? There's got to be something else. I mean, logically, it doesn't make any sense. I'm trying. I need. I need receivers on the field. Okay, here's a guy who's been with a Super Bowl team in Hardman. That's why we picked him up because he was available. All right, and you mean I'm not going to put him on the field, Gordon? It doesn't make any sense. Something had to be wrong with Hardman for him to not get on the field. It's not the only the only receiver by his own admission. And listen, let's be honest. From what we saw this year, the only receiver that was really consistent was Gary Wilson. I mean, he had a couple of tight ends give you some things, but I mean, Conklin was was good. He was the number two receiver. Yeah. So well, you I mean, mean to tell me Hardman couldn't get on the field? Something's not right, Gordon. It just doesn't make sense. Again, not to absolve him from any blame, but that's a horrendous signing by Joe Douglas. Then it is. If, if this guy's this bad of a dude that he is, uh, he's 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 lollygagging it and he's not taking things seriously because he feels like he's the veteran and he should just be kind of handed things. That's part of scouting. You have to kind of know that yeah. going in. There's a reason why he was available. Yeah, but there's also a reason why they brought. Well, they brought him back because nobody else could hold on to the football. 
if, if people had held on to the football, Gordon, maybe he, they he were desperate for anybody. Yeah, they just needed somebody that could hold, that could catch the ball. This is ESPN New York tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on ninety-eight point seven ESPN. Yeah, it's a lot of pieces, but at the same time, we just had some unbelievable meetings with our coaching staff, free agent meetings, and so we feel like particularly look, there's three different avenues that we can do this, right? Trade, free agency, and draft. And so going through where we are, the ability, going through the meetings that we just went through, uh, the flexibility, AVT, feel like there's some guys that can come in and be the right type of fit for us in terms of the intelligence reliability there's some good candidates out there that can that can come in and help us unbelievable meetings Gordon david they're uh, incredible unbelievable unbelievable well here's the problem with what he said there he's saying that avt has this great uh flexibility unbelievable but they also said that they're going to put him in one spot and lead him there Mm -hmm. so that he doesn't have great flexibility you're unbelievable all right, we'll see if you can If you're saying that. he has great flexibility, that means he can play in a variety of spots. But if you then go and say, well, we're going to pick one of them and he's going to just play there, okay, then you've solved that one issue, but he doesn't have great flexibility. It's not like you can say, well, we can devise whatever game plan around him because he could play here and play there. You're saying you're going to pick a spot for him and he's the most important guy because he's already on the team and you're going to leave him there. All right, Joe Douglas, let's, let's clarify this now. Talk. What is ABT's position on the O line, and what's going on with the rehab? You know, we don't have any um, any decision on exactly where he's going to line up, but his ability to play four different spots and play four different spots well gives us a lot of flexibility moving forward. Our, our roster building, O line building. You know, but the one thing we're going to do this year, we're not going to move ABT around. He's we're going to we're going to have a spot for him and, and leave him there for the season. ABT's in a great place. He his his rehab's going outstanding. He's in a great place. So they haven't decided where it's going to be, but once they decide where it is, he's not moving. Yeah. Okay. So so he could he he's eligible to play multiple positions, Gordon, but we're going to stick him at that one position until somebody gets hurt. Then we're going to move him because that's what we always do. We always move him. We always move him around. He he's never in the same spot. He's always moved. Well, I would also say that he's saying that he has great flexibility. And it gives it gives us the ability to kind of do different things in the off season to to build out the offensive line, but you're first going to decide where he's going to play, and then you're going to make your moves around. You're not going to make your moves and then say, okay, at the end of the, uh, well, we don't have a, a right tackle, so we'll just throw ABT. No, the first thing you're going to decide is where is he going to play because he's one of your foundational player. At least you hope he's one of your foundational players. Then and you'll that, think, okay, he's at right guard. All right, we need a right tackle. We need a a, a left guard, and we need a left tackle. Well, is if, he's a if he's a foundational <laughs> player, Gordon, and he can play the four positions, then guess what? If he's your best tackle, if he's your best lineman, put him in left tackle. Well, he should be. I would think that he should be there. Uh, he, I, I think, wants to play right guard and be left mm-hmm. there. I could see them saying, okay, uh, we're not going to use him at left tackle. We'll put him at right tackle. And then we'll be able to kind of build things out from there. Bakhtiari from from Green Bay seems like a real possibility of winding up here. And then that at least solves, I would think, the left tackle spot, at least until he gets hurt. Uh, You got Tipman at center. You got AVT. All right, maybe you put AVT at right guard. You Mm -hmm. draft the tackle, put them at right tackle. Mm -hmm. And then all you have to do is find a left guard. Yeah. Okay. 
Simple, Larry. I figured that out in like six minutes. Look at that. Boom. You're welcome, Jet fans. Great meeting. Great meeting, Gordon. Unbelievable meeting right there, Gordon. Unbelievable what you were able to do right there. You know what you hear that? You hear that from losing teams. You never hear the Chiefs talking about amazing meetings. You just assume they have amazing meetings because they get stuff done. Maybe they need to have less meetings. Now, when are we going to hear from the Jets' actual GM? Um, well, he's not. Is he scheduled the, to speak? Is he going no, to the, the, no, the combine? The no, he's not in the combine. Interesting. All the answers are right inside me. He's, uh, you know, it's radio silence for him. Radio and, and, and listen, silence. And Gordon, please, don't get him started. I don't want to hear from him. I don't want to hear from him. Please, we've had quiet. a couple of weeks without him. It's I nice. Know, it's, it's, oh, it's glorious. It's great. Just keep it the way it is, please. It's like not talking to a pitcher in the middle of a no-hitter. You don't want to jinx it. No, 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 no. Please, please. He's, he's, all, all's good. All's good. Is Tommy's he doing another darkness retreat this year? I, he, he Maybe he's on one now. Oh. <laughs> maybe he's on one now. If, if there was ever a year to do one you know? after that. What, can't you see him going to a darkness retreat and come out and say, I'm retiring? Oh, my God. Right the day after the draft. <laughs> the day after the draft. Go read a book, go do something. <laughs> and then the Jets bring back Zach Wilson. <laughs> Excuse me. No, they would not do that <laughs> under any conditions. They can bring him back and bring back McCall Hardman. He's a free agent. No, they'll Once get Russell a jet, Wilson. always a Jet. No, they'll get Russell Wilson. They'll call. Oh, right. Well, right, of course. That, that. They'll get Russell Wilson. Out of all the crazy things we're talking about, bringing in Russell Wilson is still the most – Bat poop crazy thing that has been floated by anybody and, and, and will be the craziest thing anybody floats all year. Yeah, that's, that's all that issue right there. Boom, done. Tommy's in Connecticut. What's up, Tommy? I was I was waiting for the ding, Larry, and, uh, and somebody couldn't stop talking. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're the man, G. <laughs> uh, just, uh, there was somebody who called you know, probably a half hour ago, just talking about the, the Rangers and the yes. trade deadline. And I, I've, been, I've been that guy. And I don't want to because this is a, you know, city, tri-state area that I, I'm just so happy that we have, like, a representative team that's playing good. You got a guy in Panarin who is, like, up there in the Hart Trophy, you know, discussion. Igor, who, when he's playing at his best, is – probably one of the best goalies on planet earth. It, I, so I, I, I don't want to be that guy anymore. I know they're going to make some moves, but I mean, what this team's awesome. I, okay. I, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think I that they will, they'll definitely be Thanks buyers. Yep. I'm not going to tell you, I know who that they need to buy or what they need to do, but I think it's clear. They're going to be buyers at the deadline. And um, based on that and how it gels after that, we will see, but it feels like anybody who's in contention in the NHL at the trade deadline makes moves. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You have to. Every, every team needs a little tweak because there's no perfect teams. No. And, and, and as it's, you play. It's the, it's the one sport where the, the success, the style of success in the regular season is so different than the yes. su- style of success in the postseason. Yes, because it's a different game. Mm-hmm. And, and which is what Rangers fans talk about, the fact that they do a great job on the power play with the man advantage. But going in the postseason, you don't get a lot of opportunities with the man advantage. So you're going to have to try to find a way with your, you know, your starting lineup or, or your or your all your lines going even strength to get some scoring. And that's what they, you know, 
Zibanejad, what, what's going on with him? You know, we need some more scoring from him. So th- that's that's the concern that the Ranger fans have. I, I get it. I understand. So we'll see what they're going to do. It, it's going to be fascinating. It's going to be fascinating. Uh, Gordon, want to hear some more from Joe Douglas? Oh, I can't wait. Uh, here's Joe Douglas. As you know, Gordon, the next thing other than what's going on with the offensive line is who's going to be the backup quarterback. Okay? So – he was asked today, what's the plan for the backup? That's part of the discussions that we've had. And, you know, it's an area that we're going to be addressing moving forward. So, again, we're still really early in the offseason, especially when it comes to the veteran backup landscape and market. You know, we've had good good meetings and good evaluations with the guys that are available. And I think we're ready to take the next step and see where the, the market is exactly with these uh, backup quarterbacks. All right, Gordon, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. As an impartial, because you, you, you're the perfect person to ask. You're a okay. Nick fan and you're a Dolphin fan. Uh-huh. Okay, which GM made you shake your head more? Was it Sean Marks, or is it Joe Douglas? Think about it for a second. Think yeah. about it for a second. Tough. Think about it. Think about it. We'll take a break. We'll mm-hmm. get your thoughts and take some more phone calls next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Yeah, I think there'll be something. They're not going to get a lot for him. I've talked to some people around the league, and, you know, it's going to be a day three draft pick, you know, a six or a seven, or, or perhaps like a flip of, like, fifth-round picks, something along those lines. I think the Jets would like to make it a conditional pick just to cover themselves in the event that he gets some playing time. Obviously, he's looking at a backup job. No one's going to give him a starting job, and he might even have some trouble finding a, a, a concrete number two job. He might have to go into a situation where he has to compete for a backup job. So uh, and people aren't going to be breaking down the Jets' doors, you know, for Zach Wilson. But I think one team to watch is Minnesota. You know, they hired Josh McCown yesterday. I spoke to Josh McCown before the 21 draft, and he was really high on Zach Wilson. Uh, he thought he was almost as good, as, just as good as Trevor Lawrence going into that draft. And so now Zach gets the quarterback job in Minnesota. You have an offensive-minded head coach. They obviously have some quarterback need. They don't even know who their starter is right now. That's Rich Samini. He was on with Bart and Han today on 98.7 ESPN. Where or where will Zach Wilson go or where or where where will he be, Gordon Damer? But before that, you had some time. Mm -hmm. Which left you with more questions? Was it the Sean Marks press conference at GM or was it Joe Douglas? I guess it has to be Joe Douglas because it's just – the body of work here, like with a lot of the stuff that's happened with Sean Marks, I feel like a lot of the stuff was out of his hands, right? When, mm-hmm. when KD and Kyrie got there and just in terms of body of work, I feel like he was the GM in name only. Mm-hmm. Um, with Joe Douglas, I feel like he is the GM. Maybe not with, with – uh, Not anymore. Yeah, He's not name with only the, too. Yeah, not with you-know-who as the shadow GM behind the scenes. But um, it, it almost felt like today he was just – it was like a fake it until you make it kind of. We had these great meetings. He was going to be just optimistic and everything's going to be good and everything's good right now. We're in a really good situation without having any offensive linemen uh, that are healthy and ready to go. It's, it's all good. It's all. But it's not. And, and, and listen, what's wrong? And I get you're not going to give everybody your information. We'll get to the calls in a of second. Of course. I get it. I get it. But, yeah. Gordon, how about, you know what? We've got a plan in place. 
We're not happy with the way things happened last year. We know things have to change. We've got to do much better than we did last year. Every, nobody's happy with the way things went, and we have to do a better job. Our, we can't have another year like last year, so we're working diligently to make sure that doesn't happen. Give me that. Don't, don't give me, well, we had great meetings. I don't care about your meetings. Your meetings mean nothing to me. Nothing. Because you've had meetings before and nothing's happened. This is not the first meeting you've had that was unbelievable. I'm sure you had an unbelievable meeting when you went out and you got Aaron Rodgers. Oh, I was unbelievable too. We had really, was that was one of the things we finished last in the league in last year was meetings. And we've, <laughs> you know, we've improved that already. Give me a break. I mean, I, Everything's Gordon, great until I, the bullets start flying. Exactly. So for me, um, I, I, it's, it's worse than Sean Marks. Now, Sean Marks was not great. Mm -hmm. But this is worse because, as you mentioned, it's the track record. Nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. The offensive line is still shambles. It's still not yeah. good. From the, and this is his sixth year. It's still I, not good. Can I say one thing right now? This Please. is a prediction. We can lock this in for okay. later on. Um, I know that there's this feeling that next season for the Jets, it's make or break for everybody. Mm -hmm. It would not surprise me in any way if it is break and they don't make the playoffs next year, mm -hmm. that Joe Douglas is still here beyond next year. Because with Woody Johnson, the one thing you hear about Woody Johnson a lot is that it's whoever has his ear is who he's listening to. And I think Joe Douglas has a, a relationship with him, and Joe Douglas will point to that one great draft that he had, and, and Sauce Gardner is an absolute star, and Garrett Wilson's an absolute star. It would not shock me at all. I, I, and it feels like there's a lot. I think, um, was it, uh, uh, I don't remember where the story was, but there was a headline that it's make or break time for, for Joe Douglas. I think it's make or break time for the Jets, but it would not stun me at all that if we get through this year and it's they miss out on the playoffs by a game or two, that they change the coach, but the GM remains. I think this time, Gordon, they're going to clean house. I think if the coach goes, the GM's going too because he picked the he picked the head coach. Oh, look, you're absolutely everything go. you're about to say is absolutely right. I'm not saying he should stay. Don't make don't misunderstand. I'm not mm -hmm. saying he should, but with with organizations that are dysfunctional, yeah, they're dysfunctional because they make decisions that just kind yeah. of baffle you. It makes absolutely no sense. So you're right. If the Jets don't make the playoffs next year. It should be a clean house. You should you should clean sweep everybody out. But there's been a lot of things that we've said. The Jets have to do this, and then they mm -hmm. end up not doing it. I would, Gordon, in this situation, mm -hmm. I would say that even Woody Johnson, okay, who got rid of Eric Mangini mm -hmm. after he had some success, mm -hmm. I would say that even he would be like, Okay, let me try to do this again where I've got a GM and a head coach together. Not the GM's here and he gets to pick the head coach and then we're all mismatched again and then I got a head coach and then I got to hire a GM and then the GM doesn't like this head coach. I think he learned from the I think that John Idzik Rex Ryan situation kind of opened his eyes a little bit. I know Nick, I know Jetson's like, "Yeah, right." But I just, I just think that he's not going to go through that situation again. I think that if they have a bad year, I think he's just going to be like, you know what? I mean, Gordon, six years. 
uh, is look, a long Larry, time. Absolutely, in the you, NFL. Are, even, you are even for absolutely a, right. Even for a, 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 an owner who, even for an owner who has been on the nice side of bending, mm-hmm. you know, let me let me give him another chance. Let me see what's that. I mean, I, I just don't see it this time. I mean, that would be. Gordon, that would be 14 years not making the playoffs. Well, I will say this. If it's a horrendous year, if it's a five, six win year, yes, absolutely. But I'm saying if if they miss the playoffs by a game or two, if they're playing meaningful games into December and they they lose out on a playoff spot for whatever reason by a game, I could see Woody saying, well, you know what? We have a lot of good pieces here. I still have faith in Joe as an evaluator, but we do have to change something. And the coach will be gone, and the GM will stay. The one I'm going to give him I'm, I'm Teflon gonna give Joe, him a, man. He, he, I'm going to give him a. Why am I give him a one year deal to do it again? Why am I give two year deal? It's been there six years. I'm That's not enough. saying you, Larry. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying oh, that dysfunctional organizations. But I'm not they, they, they turn out that way because they make. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. You're decisions. absolutely right, and he's done it before. So mm-hmm. you know you've got a track record. But I'm like at this point, even he would be like, okay, that's enough. <laughs> okay. Listen, I'm not paying him another dime. I'm, I'm paying enough people. I'm paying bowls. I'm paying. Yep. I'm paying. There's other coaches. I'm still paying. I'm not paying anybody else. Everybody else. I'm starting from scratch. I think even he would be fed up at this. Point. I I understand. I'm going against the the mainstream feeling. I got you. Absolutely. And, and and the mainstream feeling is the right to <laughs> right. Like yeah. we always say, oh, if you if you listen to the fans, uh, you'll be end up sitting with them. No, the Jet fans have been probably more right than the Jets actually have been. No question about it. A lot of things. So no question. Be hard, but no. I'm just. I would. It would not shock me at all if the Jets have a decent year. Right? They win Uh nine games, but you have to win ten to get in, and they miss out. I I just wonder how much of a stomach Woody would have for a full blown organizational shakeup when they've just gone through. The, the worst, you know, terrible stretches where the season was over before Thanksgiving, before Halloween. No playoffs and a starting quarterback at 42. I think you start off. I think you start off. I think you have to. Can you be the GM? It. I don't think you have to. Uh, yeah, I'll do it. You get six years, Larry. Come on. You have yeah, to. I'll do it. <laughs> Absolutely. And look, you're walking in. If you have any success whatsoever, you you'll be a Jet for life. I know. I the next guy, if the ne- if the Jets miss the playoffs this upcoming year and they do clean house, the next guy, think about the runway that guy's gonna have. Oh. I, I'm gonna need time to to to, to turn this around. And if he has some, if they make the playoffs in the first year, they'll be oh. holding a parade. They'll be in the Ring of Honor, Larry. I know, I know, which is crazy because. You know, up until that had been like the teams, the new coaches seemed to always get to the postseason their first year until Bowles. And Bowles didn't get in on the last day. And he was 10, Gordon's 10 and 6. Oh, my God. And didn't geez. get in. 10 and 6. Gordon, 10 and 6. Yeah, Jets they were don't, killed for 10 and 6. 10 games in two years. I, I know. It's, it's true. Buddha's in the Bronx. What's up, Buddha? <laughs> I love you guys, man. <laughs> you know, look, you, Unc, you you said it best about the Knicks before, um, you know, with Julius Randle. Um, there are a lot of players in the league, and they all have flaws. And, you know, I'm not the biggest Julius Randle guy, but you have to admit, you see, with him not being out there, 
it, 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 there's a big difference. And aside from Papa Lodge, who thinks precious a chewer, is a good, adequate replacement for Julius Randle. If he doesn't come back, it's, it's over. Gonna be, uh, it's going to be, a, but also a missed opportunity with everything that's taking place in this Eastern Conference. You know, it, you know, I, and I hope he does get back because you know you want to see things play out on the court, not play out on your mind. Yep. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But now on the other side, on you know, <laughs> to take a quote from a JoJo dad, say, you're out of line, you're out of line a thousand times. All <laughs> right. Look, <laughs> Gordon is 100% right. There's a <laughs> distinct possibility that Joe Douglas wiggles himself out of this one again. It'll be his uh, third coach that comes in and, what, his fifth or sixth quarterback that he's had to deal with? You know, you had the guy, Justin, who called you <laughs> earlier. He said, if the Jets don't get the offensive line fixed, the Aaron Rodgers thing is going to be an epic fail. And I would just say to Justin, going to be? <laughs> Bro, please. You know, and I love I love everybody here, but, you know, the Jets propaganda, not you guys included, but on this station, and the Jets fans, you know, they're holding on to this hope of Aaron Rodgers coming back and being better as he gets older. It's it, it it it's quite pathetic to be quite honest with you. Where where the Jets are as a franchise now is quite pathetic. Forget what Nicole Hardman said because if he enlightens you on something else, you've been in that same darkness closet that Aaron Rodgers has been in. There's nothing that he told you that you couldn't see. That the offense has no structure. The defense looks like they have an identity. Yeah, no sugar Sherlock, but you know, the, the, listen. With Rob Sauer and Aaron Rodgers, and I called you way before the move was made. I said, this guy's a phony. You can't believe nothing he says. You know, and Woody Johnson, you know, I know these youngsters that listen, they they might not have remembered the old English commercials, and they've definitely never heard of Chill Rob G. But when you give one player the power, <laughs> old English 800 is the power. Remember that commercial? Yeah. They gave this guy the power, and it was the worst thing in the world you could do. They bid against themselves. There was no other team that was going to pick up that money for him. So when you hear him say, and the reason why I say I'm being a phony, is forget about the, the people that he brought in here that suck, and, and his boy, his drinking buddy, uh, Shroom's buddy, uh, Hackett. But the thing that he he, he <laughs> listen, the, the, he said to listen, listen. No, seriously, all jokes aside, he said to you, and when I say you, all of us, that he believes in Rob Salah and he wants everybody back. That is such the biggest bag of you know what. He doesn't believe in Rob Salah. He knows this is his only shot. There's nowhere else he's playing. He talked a lot of nonsense about he's thinking about retiring. If he was thinking about it, he would retire. He wasn't going nowhere. He wanted Green Bay to give him what he wanted to give him, and they was ready to move on and not give him that. But scientifically, mathematically, you know, mathematics is the only thing throughout the whole world that's universal. Two plus two is two in every country you go to. An aging quarterback, a bad offensive line, a bad GM, and a bad head coach. If you, in your mind, think that that could be turned around in one season, especially after the season that they just had, I mean, shame on you. Use a dummy. This, this thing is, is O-V-A, 
over. And the faster that anybody gets a, a grasp of that, the better. But um, you said Woody is going to get the message, and you're talking logic. This is Woody Johnson. The Jets told Zach Wilson it's okay for him to go find a, a trade where there is none. <laughs> so, in turn, as Jets fans, Woody Johnson, we endorse you bringing on a sell, which there is none. Jets equals S-T-U-C-K. Stuck. All right, Buddha. Thanks for the phone call. Boy. It's going to be a long off-season, Gordon Damer. I'm just telling you right now, it's going to be a long yeah. off-season. Long. I, it's, it's already been a long off season. I know. I mean, the I stories just keep coming. They keep do. They keep do. Over and over. This is ESPN New York tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on ninety-eight point seven ESPN. Send out to Uniondale, Gordon. That's where Jason's hanging out, listening to ninety-eight seven ESPN. Hey guys, how we doing? Hey Jason. I'm I'm in a pretty good mood, and it's amazing what uh, a week does. Uh, just last week, there was a national firestorm at Rick Pitino. What happened since then? 3-0, a top 15 win against Creighton, a road win against a quad one team in a place that they never win historically, and they're firmly back on the NCAA bubble picture. And uh, just I'm, it seems like there's always a method to his madness, and it's just crazy what a week can do. Well, listen, Jason, thanks for the phone call. Gordon, that's what a good coach does, uh, no matter what the level, but it's especially, you're especially able to do it at the collegiate level, but you just have to make sure you're a little careful and know your roster. And he rolled the dice. He wanted to rip them. Uh, He then, a couple of days later, walked it back a little bit, but let's face it, whether he did it because he looked at the schedule, a la Jim Fossil, putting his Mm -hmm. all cards in the middle of the Mm -hmm. table, or whatever, or he was just frustrated and he just let it out. Uh, it seems to have put them right on on the right path. So we'll we'll see how it plays out. Yeah, because St. John's is is win now. Um, yeah, that's what made the way the season was going so disappointing. And I would just say, as great as the the last couple of performances were, just don't. Don't backslide here. The last mm-hmm. you have Georgetown and DePaul or DePaul and Georgia. You can't lose to one of them now. So, yeah, uh, yeah it, look, it's, it's good uh, to see St. John's kind of back in it. And uh, it did seem like things were kind of spiraling out of control with the comments he made where he was basically placing blame everywhere but himself. Everywhere. Um, but we shall see. Dante's in Queens. What's up, Dante? Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for taking my um, my call. Actually, just wanted to chime in about the Jets, but um, I did get a laugh out of what Gordon said. Like, what do you say? If you listen to the fans, you'll be sitting with them. I'm driving home right now, so that was a little funny. But um, as far as the as far as the Jets go, if they have another losing season where they don't make the playoffs, I think I think you got to do a, a a full scrub out GM, coach, and Rogers. I think, you know, because it's like you can't let this guy, you talk about the shadow GM, you know, and it's, and it's sad because it seems like the Jets are the only franchise desperate enough to, like, you know, have a player secretly, you know, 
you know, making personnel decisions like that. It, it, it's ridiculous, you know. And Salah, like um, the guy Buddha said, took the words out of my mouth. He 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 he's a phony. Now he may not be the insane weirdo that Adam Gates was, um, but he, he he you know some people aren't just cut out to be um, head coaches, whether they were offensive coordinator or defensive. Maybe he's just better, but he's like. And then with the the, the story that came out, he's threatening to take guys' phones to find out with it. Man, you worrying about the wrong stuff. Worry about like being a, a a better coach and not looking like a, a straight bozo all the time. But that that was pretty much um, what I had to say. All right, Dante. Thanks for checking in. Uh, it's going to be an interesting year, Gordon. Well, That's all well, I got to say. Yeah, if, if the Jets are are bad, if they're uh, if they're uh, if they have a season next year where they're picking top ten in the draft, yes, of course. Then you have to blow out every. Uh, what my scenario was that Joe Douglas survives next year, even without the playoffs, is they have a good year, they have a disappointing loss maybe at the end of the season and miss out by a game or so. Uh, I could definitely see him being able to. Whispering what he's saying. Well, you know, it's it's this, it's that, it's. You might be right, Gordon. You might be right. Stranger just, things have happened. Just, there's no question about it. <laughs> and to they this have on a regular basis with the Jets. You know, but I'm just like, I. If that's the case, then you you have no hope of winning. Because you're rewarding people that aren't doing their job. You got no hope mm-hmm. of winning if that happens. Mm-hmm. Richardson, Manhattan. What's up, Rich? Hey, Larry, Gordon. Nobody talks about this. Peter Laviolette, what a job he's doing. Really, very quiet. The Rangers went out and got an experienced coach, and uh, it's worked out really well. Uh, fellas, you got to hand it to the Celtics. I mean, they were a very good team. They've been a very good team the last three, four years. Mm-hmm. Yet they went out and got two new starters. Imagine that, and they fit in like gloves. Boy, Porzingis, he may be the second coming of DeBusha, really. Him and Holiday, what they've done to the Celtics, they're almost invincible now. So, fellas, do you know is Tiger going to play in the Masters? Uh, considering that he left his the last yeah, tournament he hurt, he I don't know. He, he might show up there, but it doesn't seem I, like the guy can. I don't think he's no, not a threat at all, huh, Gordon. No, no. Well, one last so. thing, fellas, you you watching uh, Clay Thompson coming off the bench now? We we got something to look forward to tomorrow night. I'm interested in see how he does because he's been playing very well since he's been coming off the bench, and it's, it's a good thing to see. You know, a mm-hmm. good player like that uh, has a little bit of a diminished role. Yeah. And recognize it. So one last thing I just thought of to one last one, quickie. You know, we believe in karma. I believe in karma. And look what happened to the Pistons yesterday. They fly from New York, go to Chicago, and beat the Bulls in Chicago. The Knicks stay at home, have a second game in a back-and-back at home, though, and they get murdered. So yeah. this is karma. That's that's the only way you can explain what happened for Monday night. Fellas, always a pleasure. Thank I hear you. what you. I hear the connection you're making, Richard, but... Is that the, karma? I don't the know. The level that's of competition is that a little the definition different. Definition of karma. That level of competition karma? might be a little different, Gordon, between Chicago and New Orleans. Yeah, <laughs> might be a little different. And to be honest with you, I'll be honest with you, Richard. I'm more interested in uh, in uh, uh, <laughs> if Thompson's. anybody's on the Nick bench tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I'm more interested in, in in not Clay Trace Thompson. That's what I'm interested in, Gordon. Oh, okay. Because I, I want to see if he can continue to hit for the Mets. And get some opportunities now that he's gone from the Dodgers and trying to get some time with the Mets. So he's had some he's had some moments. He has, he has, yeah, he has. So 
You know, that's this why is, I am. This is what you resigned to, Larry Hart. Is the on what is it, February 29th? Now? Yes, absolutely. This is what absolutely. you resigned to. Looking forward to this season. I am doing. I am following the lead of my leader, David Stearns. Mm-hmm. I am evaluating. I got gotcha. you this year. That's what I'm doing. An evaluation year. This is an evaluation year. Yeah, it's I'm weird. Evaluating. Those evaluation years don't generally turn out very good. No, they don't. I am just. I'm just hoping. Evaluated that. things, and it really stinks. Yeah, I'm evaluating, and, I'm, and I've evaluated that we need a DH. Yeah. And this is not the first year that I've had that evaluation and found that. It's just that nobody wants to listen to me, and they just continue to, you know, come up with different options. Could, it, sure. could use some more Void. evaluation of that. Star. How's the starting rotations evaluation going to go? I don't know. I'll tell you this. Haven't been some great meetings with the Mets. They may have been great meetings with the Jets. <laughs> haven't heard about those yet. No, I haven't no. heard well, about the great meetings with the Mets. Don't worry. They're, they're having amazing stuff. It's, it's all good. Yeah. They're battling out. Who's going to be the starter? Is it going to be Severino or Quintana? Oh, oh boy. Great. That's what I'm looking for, Gordon. Mets baseball. Uh, catch it. Gordon, we'll see you tomorrow night. Sounds good, Larry. That wraps up this edition of ESPN New York tonight. Harvey Joe, thank you. Next, conversation continues on 98.7 ESPN.